Love Talk Radio.
choir rehearsal, Sunday church. No, we need them every day. Sometimes I forget there is a building to go to because I'm seeking his face, turning from my wicked ways. Yeah, I, I don't have time for all of that. I need to stretch out to get to him. I need to stretch out in him. I need to find out what he would have me to do. And listen, he loves a cheerful giver. He gave me some gifts, some talents. And I use these talents to give. I go to the dentist. They do a good job. I bake them something. I make them a, 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 a chocolate bowl, you know, cupcakes, brownies, uh, little mini candy bars. You know, they like that in the office. I go to the knee doctor. He do a good job. I bake him a whole pound cake for his whole team. Seven of them. You see, the girl at the front desk, every time I walk in that door, she treats me like a queen. So I'm going back over and bless her with something nice. Yeah. I might give her a little, you know, $10 gift card or something like that. God loves a cheerful giver. You want to see that we're not walking the earth consumed in us and, and, and me, my, and I. He want to see that you want to be a blessing to somebody else you think about other people. The Holy Spirit will do all of this for us. See, it brings things back to your remembrance because in this life we get busy. In this life we're doing this, we're doing that. Da, 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 da. I've been sick. Da, da, da. It's a lot going on. But if we have the spirit of the true and living God living in us, it's going to remind us, hey, Barbara, the dentist did so-and-so and done, take them this, take them that. And the girl at the front desk, when I ask her at the dentist, I, oh, no, oh, no, you don't have to do that. Oh, no. I said, girl, get your hands out my pocket. You're not going to stop me from being a blessing. Because, see, some people, uh, they want you to do things by the way you've been treated. Now, he could have said something about me or anything to Dennis, and she heard it. Well, I didn't. And when I walked out of there, them teeth, oh, my goodness, he fixed my mouth. So I said, look, I got to do something for him. So, yeah, that's where I am. He lined up everything, so now the top lines with the bottom perfectly. And I don't have time for foolishness. God is blessing me, and I want to be a blessing back. Yeah, sometimes, you know, the Lord may put something on my heart and say, hey, put this right here in the mail to so-and-so. And when they get it, they'll call me and say, oh, my goodness, the day I got that, that was the day I sure needed that. Oh, that was just for me, evangelist. That was talking to just me that day. Oh, it blessed. He loves a cheerful giver. I'm not talking about money. Because when, when you people say give, that's the first thing they think, money. No. I'm talking about giving of your time, of your service, of your thoughts. Yeah. Who can you cook a one-pot, a one-pan casserole for and drop it off? They got these easy fixes now, and they are healthy, and they are good. Yeah. Now, some of them are not all healthy. You have to pick and choose your battle, as they say. But I put the the uh, roasted chicken. You don't even have to roast the chicken. You can go to your local grocery store and get one already rotisserie up or roasted up. It's already done. You can use canned chicken. I'm just telling you some quick tips to help somebody. 
Yeah, throw you some rice in there. And you can cook your rice in advance. Mix it with your rotisserie chicken, your broccoli. And I like to throw cauliflower in mine. Some cream of chicken soup. You can get the low condensed kind if you, you know, watching what you eat. And uh, sprinkle some cheese. Put that off in the oven. Maybe 20, 25 minutes. When you take that out, that's right as the red meal. And I put more broccoli and more cauliflower than anything because I like vegetables. And uh, you can carry that to somebody. You might could cut it up. If you know people who is just one person in the house or two people, you might could take that 8 by 13 pan of casserole and split it up between two families. And, and, and look, they even have the biscuits in the bag. You can bake the biscuits in out of the bag in your oven and take biscuits and casserole. I've done all this kind of thing. Uh-huh. Made jambalaya, took that. People were so grateful for the food, and it was already cooked and hot. They were sitting there hungry, not knowing where the next meal was going to come from, and God sent me. Huh? Took eggs and milk and butter over there. Yeah. Cheese, because children love cheese, most of us. It's things we can do and stop looking at our situation and what we can't do. Food is high. I, I said it, and I said, Lord, I take all that back. You're going to supply, and he does. And that's a one-pot wonder, that casserole, and it, and it does not cost very much. And if you make it to bless somebody else, you can make your, your household the same thing. Crock pots are, are just wonderful experiences. You can sleep and cook at the same time. I sleep at night and cook <laughs> in my sleep because the crock pot is gone. Chicken and rice, uh, different things, beans, all, all kind of stuff that you can share with families that you know are in dire straits. Sometimes you know and you don't go over there because you don't want to be, you know, embarrass them or nothing, but Good neighbors always say this, girl, I made this here, and uh, I thought about you, and I, I wanted to see if you wanted it. What is that? And you explain it to them. I take canned biscuits, the bag biscuits, the real flaky ones, and I make peach cobbler. Quick fix. Take that. People always love it. People always love it. Now, you have a few don't like cooked fruit, but some people love it with the butter and the cinnamon and nutmeg and all that in it. Yeah. See, and, and and that's a common ground right there. Food brings people together. It brings people together. That's your calling card, ladies, so that we can witness to other ladies. Sometimes you get to witness to men. You're not trying to lead them nowhere. You're trying to witness to them and get them to see that God is all we need and more. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Continue for yeah. So, Jesus in the morning okay, well, I'm going to have to oh, cut no. it off today, y'all, because I, I can't go through this today. Every little thing happening on my phone has got to tell it. No, I don't need it today. Yeah, so look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to help somebody along the way. You know, back in the day, my mom, she used to write letters for people who couldn't read and write. That was a huge error back that a lot of people could not read and write because they were working the fields. They were, uh, you know, working 
on jobs and factories and all this stuff. So they didn't finish school. So when they would get a letter, they would bring it to my mom, and my mom would read it and explain it to them. And then they said, well, can you write them back for me? And my mom would say, yeah, and she would write a letter back according to what they told her to say in the letter and send it back off for them. We got away from helping each other. We've gotten away from that. We don't want to hear what God got to say about helping one another. We just want to see what he said about prosperity, getting more stuff, doing more things, looking better. That's all we care about, being entertained. I got enough to pay my bills. I'm driving a nice car. I, I, I don't have a house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy, but I'm trying to make my house like that. See, we enter the, into the world, and we let the world be into us. But we've gotten away from who needs help. Uh, here in Jacksonville, they, they had a program called Each One Teach One. And it, it was teaching you to read. And they would ask somebody, would you... Uh, you know, be willing to help this person work with them to read one-on-one. And I think it fared out pretty good. I'm not sure I didn't keep up with it. You know, you always have so much other stuff going on, too. I do. Uh, You know, like, I've sent care packages to kids in, in college. And I got a hit yesterday. I called it a hit. Young lady said, uh, I've been looking for you. They told me that if I didn't have food while I was in college, you could help me. She said, I wanted some seafood so bad. She said, but I got to have school food. In other words, she had to have school lunch because she's going to class. And she couldn't afford lunch and to have the, the luxury of seafood. So I talked with her and told her, send me your address, and I will send you a care package. And then she's right here in Daytona Beach, about 80 miles from me. I would drive up there at that same casserole I told you about this morning, take her roasted chicken and some other things, some beans and salad mix and things, so she can have food. And uh, a lot of them get out, graduate from college, and they come back and they tell me thank you. And I really appreciate that because, you know, at college you're very poor. And there's a day coming when I'm going to really support your ministry. Well, it's not really about the support ministry part. It's about me serving others. It's about me doing what God will have me to do, listening to him, slowing down, making sure I'm doing what his word says do. And not that I'm moving so fast, I don't move past his word. Because, see, we have to run this race with patience. The race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but the one that's going to endure until the end. Because, see, if you're running fast, I don't care how strong you is, after a while you're going to give out. But if you pace yourself, take your time, you're going to finish at the finishing line. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I just wanted to share that a little bit this morning. And today we have Pastor Terry K. Anderson and... uh <laughs> His message is, God will show you more if you slow down. God will show you more if you slow down. See, we got to run the race with patience. We got to remember what he said, you know, see after the widower. Uh-huh. Take care of the, 
the orphanage child. The child don't have a father. May not have a father or a mother. The church should always be around doing something. But the church in many ways are so twisted because you got these people up in leadership, raping children, molesting, doing it, 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 it's, it's, it's a fragile situation. That's what it is. So those that are in God, I can't go out in the name of the church. I got to go out in the name of Jesus because I got to serve through him. And I can't use the church. I, I can't use Freedom Doors Ministries. I really can't use Jesus in the morning. I have to use the name of Jesus. Because so many from different ministries and churches have messed people up. I want to be careful what I bring out to people and how I present it to them. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, we. When I tell you something out here. Back, way back in the day, I got an article on a young man uh, way back on the day. The parents and all the people church leadership, different ones, was raping the children, these two children. And they said the mother didn't come to the rescue. The mother joined in the incest to rape them too. And they and they said he said they, she did it when the dad wasn't around. He did it whether she was around or not. Then he pimped them off to other preachers in the church. And the way he talked about the church and how big it was, if I mentioned it, everybody would know what church it was. But see, looking back in that era, way back there, it was some twisted-minded people. This had happened to them. They come up through right past slavery. It wasn't that long since slavery and uh, had been treated like dogs, and it messed with their mind, messed with their head. Yeah, so it was a lot of twistedness. So today we pray. We pray for children. We cover them with the blood of Jesus. Yeah. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And this is what we need today. And a lot of things we don't talk about because we're ashamed. A lot of things we don't talk about because we're covering it. We don't want nobody to know. But let me tell you something. If you want to be set free, Tell God about it. And once he sets you free, begin to tell others. That's why you hear me tell all I've been through. Somebody needs to know. This is real. This happens. Somebody needs to know. I was in that situation, but look where I am today. God brought me out. He's a deliverer. He's the God that set free. But we're so busy holding back, we don't want nobody to know our business uh, like we was born with silver spoons in our mouth, like we all that. I promise you wasn't born in that. I promise you wasn't born in that. Your parents, your great-grandparents, the great-great-great-great, they weren't born into that. This is America. They come through slavery. And how do we get to be so high society as black folks. How we get how, how we get to be all that in a bag of donuts. Because we forget that thing that's behind us that we should keep in front of us, that we should teach our children. 
train them up in the way that they should go when they get old. They won't depart from it. Now, that's what the scripture said. That's not what Barbara said. Some children don't even know who Martin Luther King is. We too busy being more than we are. We're too busy not sharing the testimony that God allowed us to have. He allowed you to have that. He didn't do it to you. He didn't put it on you, but he allowed you to have a great testimony. We won't even testify about what somebody's going to say about me. Jesus already explained. They talked about him. They're going to talk about you. And he did nothing but good. And they talked about him like a dog. Called him a liar and everything else. What makes you different? I guess better than Jesus. I guess you, you know. Some feel they better than him. They can do it better than him. They're not going to go through what he went through. Nobody's going to persecute me because I'm not going to tell them what's going on. Well, I tell you what, the door come open without you opening it. You won't even touch the knob and the door come open. Yeah. But again, this morning, God will show you more. If you slow down, God will show you more if you slow down. Stop thinking this way is your way. It's not your way. He gives you a will. Yes, he has. He has given you a will, but this is not your way. Yeah, it's his way. Hallelujah. He's the truth and the life. Yeah. We're going to this one request this morning, and when we come back, we're coming back with morning prayer. Will you be my light when I cannot see? When I can't take another step, Lord, will you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? I shall not walk. I shall not want Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley And I shall not want I shall not want I shall not want Cause my cock's running over, running over And I shall not want And I will lift my eyes To where my hell comes from and I won't be afraid of the shadow because I've seen the sun. No, I will not stop when the way gets hard. Because the green only grows in the valley and that's where you are. Say, I shall die. Yeah. 
this life is over, I'm gonna live again. Gonna trade this cross for a crown. No, this is not the end. And when you call my name, I will take my right. There's a mansion in glory, yet you're gonna meet me there. I shall not walk. I shall not walk. He will wipe every tear from my eyes. I shall not want I shall not want When he's on my side I shall not want I'll be home in his presence forever I shall not want For the Lord is my shepherd In the valley for the Lord is my shepherd when I'm lacking. For the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. I've got everything that I need. Your goodness and your mercy following me. Got Because you gave us the strength to open our eyes. We were able to rise because you gave us strength in our limbs and the facilities of our body. We were able to get here, God, because you blessed us and brought us the way of safety. 
and did not allow harm to come to us, Lord. We're grateful to again come into your presence because we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And as we come before you today, have your way, Lord. Let flesh be crucified that you might be glorified, that your people might be edified in the name of Jesus. For God in you is life. And that's what we seek, God, life, eternal life, God. We pray, oh God, today that you will touch every person that have come seeking you, Lord. Bind the hand of the devil, God. Rebuke the hand of the enemy, Lord. God, let your anointing that resonates in this place even now. God, let there be an outpouring on your people. We need you, God, to take us to another level in you, Lord. God, we're faced with demonic forces, God. Evil spirits have come up against us, Lord, and we need to be fortified with your power. God, we can't make it on our own strength, God. We don't have enough to stand on, Lord. But we know, God, that your joy is our strength. Fill us up on today in the name of Jesus. Somebody have come this morning burdened down, God, with the issues of life, God. Somebody, God, is in the battle of their life. Somebody's, God, fighting in their mind and in their spirit, Lord. Where the devil have come in to war against them, Lord. But we thank you, God, because we know greater are you that's within us than he that is within this world, God. We know, God, that you are a deliverer, Lord, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're no short of your promise, Lord, and you're able to deliver us, Lord. Touch us on today, Lord. We need you like never before. Fill us up with the Holy Ghost, God, and give us a refilling, Lord, that when we leave here today, Lord, huh? we can leave with your anointing, Lord, huh? that as we meet men and women, boys and girls, huh? they might be converted to know who you are, Lord. Huh? In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Huh? We thank you because you are a healer. Huh? You're the God that healeth thee, huh? and healing is in your wings, huh? and you're able to touch our feeble bodies. Huh? You're able to save our troubled souls, huh? and in the name of Jesus, huh? bind every demon, Lord, huh? every demonic force, Lord. Huh? God, that comes to keep us uh, in the same place, Lord. Uh, we're willing, God, to surrender uh, and say yes to your will, Lord. Uh, we're willing to turn our lives, God, uh, over into your hands, Lord, uh, because we come to the place, God, uh, where we realize like never before, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, more than anything we know, uh, we need you, Jesus. Uh, while men are trying to find, God, uh, solutions to this chaotic world, God, uh, we're looking to you. Lord, because we know for every right desire, there is an answer, and Jesus sure that answer. There's no need for us, God, to turn hither or thither, Lord. We need but to look for you, Lord, because you're the answer, God, for our troubled lives, Lord. Touch on the day, God. Break every yoke, oh God. Save on the day, God. Deliver on the day, God. Jesus, we need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We're crying out to you, Lord. We know that you're able to save our souls. We know that you're able, God, to 
to heal our bodies, Jesus. We know that you're able, God, to turn our situations around. Jesus, no other help we know. No other help we know. No other help we know, God. You're able, Jesus, to deliver our children. You're able, Jesus, to save the unsaved husband. You're able, Jesus, to heal the cancer patient. Nothing too hard for you, Jesus. No other God we know. We know that you're able, Jesus. We know that you're able, Jesus. We say yes to your will, God. Yes to your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. And we'll thank you for it. And we'll give your name the praise. And we'll bless you, Lord. Yes, we thank you, Lord. And we bless your holy name. Come on, open your mouth and give the Lord some praise.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Al Green this morning. And what a friend we have in Jesus. Al jazzed it all up, y'all. He jazzed it all up. But uh, I believe he's met God from business, and I believe he loved the Lord, and uh, he wanted to let God have his full life. Yeah. And so we thank God for moving for him and uh, bringing him, you know, into pastorship. He became a preacher you know, a pastor of a church. So we thank God for all of this. We thank God for seeing that he can turn things around for our lives. Yeah. But we got to slow down. God will show us more. We'll hear more from God, but I believe we need to slow down. The only thing you need to run fast about is run out there and witness. Run out there and talk about the goodness of the Lord. Make known his deeds among the people. Other than that, we need to be swift to hear, slow to speak. We need to be running this race with patience and not running very fast because we got to endure it all the way until the end. That's what we're trying to do. And if we run it too fast, we're going to give out a breath. We're going to give out a water, everything that we need. So we're going to take it in stride. We're going we're gonna to take it in courses. And we're going to stop along the way to smell the flowers. We're going to stop along the way to see the trees. We're going to check out the weather temperature. Ooh, it's the spring. Ooh, it's the summer. Ooh, it's the fall. Ooh, bird, winter doesn't come. Yeah, we're going to take time because we're running too fast and we're missing everything. Hallelujah. That God has basically planned for us when he said, our eyes haven't seen, our ears haven't heard the things that he has stored up for us. Some of us saw nothing because we didn't get there yet. We're too busy still running. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. So we thank God this morning, and uh, we're moving on up. It came King's Highway. I was trying to get some of these requests out because I don't want to hear, well, you didn't play mine today. You played it the other day, but I, I like to hear it on Jesus in the morning. So I try and get as many song requests out as I can. And then I'm working on some things to bring that we can have little clips in the morning, and then at the end of the show, you know, people can be led to the Lord right here, right here, because wherever we are, God is there, and if you need to come to him, you have somebody who can lead you to him as he being lifted up, and I believe we lift him up here each morning so that he can draw all men unto him. Hallelujah. We're going to this one, and when we come back, we are coming back with Pastor Terry K. Anderson this morning. And again, his message for today is God will show you more if you slow down. Yeah, we're coming back with that one today. So let's do this one. And uh, after this request, we're coming back with Pastor Terry K. Anderson.
Bibles with me again to the book of Genesis, at chapter number 13. And look with me now in verses 14 through verse number 18. Genesis at chapter 13. And I want to read verses 14 through verse 18. Talking again about walking with God by faith. The Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your offspring forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre, which are at Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Amen. Walking with God by faith. I want you to I want you to get this, beloved. That the walk of faith, the walk of faith is of progressive revelation. Progressive revelation. Because of this age of instant everything, we want to know everything right now. Right now. Come on, preacher. You can't wait for information. Uh-uh. You, you can't wait to do anything. It, 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 it almost kills you to be in a traffic jam. Uh-huh. <clears throat> People will go 60 miles an hour just to stop at the stop sign. Uh-huh. Because everybody's in a hurry. Everything has to be instant. Everything has to be microwaved. You have to have it right now. You can't wait for the coffee to brew. You got to get this little, this little doohickey that you put in this other little doobob, and then it, it makes your coffee really quickly, and everything is, is instant and right away. You can't wait for anything. Well, God don't care nothing about your impatience. All right. It does not bother God at all that you're in a hurry. Because faith, the walk of faith, is of progressive revelation. By that I mean as we walk in obedience to what he has already revealed, he will show us more and more. Isaiah at chapter 28 and verse number 10 says, For precept must be upon precept. Precept 
upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Psalm 119 and verse 105 says, The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. In other words, God reveals himself only as we have capacity to receive him. I wish I had a witness here. God reveals himself as long as we have capacity to receive the revelation. Hear me, brothers and sisters. I believe, sincerely, I believe this, that the Red Sea opened for the children of Israel as long as they were walking. God told Moses, use the rod in your hand, stretch it over the sea, and the sea will part. But the sea would, would, would stop parting if they stopped walking. Because God is not going to do anything for you until you go forward. Somebody ought to help me preach it. God does not show you everything. Because for God to show you everything, you wouldn't need faith. But God said as long as you are moving forward, the sea is going to open. Uh, when they got to the Jordan River, when the feet of the priests struck the brim of the waters, the waters parted and they walked over on dry ground just like they did at the Red Sea. But at the Jordan, it was flood season. And the waters would have overwhelmed them if they had stopped moving forward. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego got in that fiery furnace. They had no idea God was going to get them out. They had no notion of what was going to be the outcome. But faith doesn't care about outcomes. Faith just trusts in God no matter what the outcome. They said, oh king, we're not careful to answer you in this matter. Because the God we serve is able and he will deliver us out of your hand. But if not, we've already made up our mind that we are not going to bow. If God delivers us out of the fire, we're going to be saved. If we die, we're going to be saved. God will deliver us. Revelation, progressive revelation is God taking you as far as you have the capacity to receive. I'm going to say one more thing about that and I'm going to leave it alone. Many of us stymie and block and uh, break up our own blessings in our own lives because we fail to have capacity. Uh, we, we trust God a little bit. We trust God with a little money. We, we trust God with something, but some things I can handle on my own. When I was growing up in Louisiana, I used to hear people say this, and I never understood what that meant. It was ignorant, but I couldn't tell my, my elders that, that what they were saying was ignorant because I grew up in a time when, when children uh, were seen and not heard. Somebody my age ought to help me testify. And so I just could not tell my mother and father and, 
and my grandmother that what they were saying didn't make sense because I thought it made sense at the time until I got progressive revelation. They would trust God with some things and then they would say, but God gave you five senses. And, and when I got to learn better, I started to think, now what does smell, sight, hearing, touch, and taste got to do with going to heaven? I mean, if I lose my sense of taste, that means I got to stop trusting God? Progressive revelation means when you know better, you do better. When God shows you what to do, it's sin not to do what you know God has told you to do. But here's where I want to get to. In verse number 14, I want you to get this. The Lord said to Abram, watch this, after he separated from Lot. The promise came only after Abram was separated from Lot, which teaches us this morning that God can only bless the separated life. God can only bless the separated life. If you want God to bless you this morning, there are some people you're going to have to stay away from. There are some things you're going to have to put out of your life. Lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Which says to us, brothers and sisters, that there are some weights in our lives that are not sin in themselves, but if they keep you from being God's best, turn it loose. There's some stuff in your life that's, 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 that's crowding out righteousness. You're not able to come to, to prayer meeting. You're not able to get to Sunday school. You're not able to even get to church on time. You're not able to serve God in spirit and in truth because your life is too crowded. You got too much of stuff that you're involved in. You got to let some of that stuff go. Because you're neglecting your family. You're neglecting your worship. You're neglecting being all that God wants you to be. And listen, God wants you to have a job and take care of yourself and be actively involved and socially engaged. All of that's wonderful. But seek first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness and all these other ancillary, unimportant things will be added unto you. Because what you put in front of God is an idol. I will have, he says, no other gods before my face. It was not until Abraham separated from Lot that God could bless him. Which leads me to the first thing I want to talk about this morning. That Abram had to adapt to doing without some stuff. Because Lot went with him when he left Ur of the Chaldees. Lot never should have gone with him because God didn't call Lot. 
God called Abram, but Abram took Lot with him. Some stuff and some people in your life, if you're going to be blessed, got to go. And they ain't got to go home. You just got to get out of here. I wish I had a witness here. But even at that, Abram had to adapt his life to being separated. And brothers and sisters, let's, 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 let's tell ourselves the truth. The separated life takes some adapting. To not be invited to everything takes some adapting. To not be included in everything takes some adapting. But, 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 but let me give you some advice. Don't get tied up in it in the first place so you don't have to make any adjustments. My, my, my family is calling me all the time. They asked me that I see so-and-so on Facebook. And I said, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. And they, they talked with Johnny, and Johnny let them know all who's sick and who's dead and who, who in jail and who, all, who had a baby. And I guess that's useful information. I guess. But I don't care. I have enough miscellaneous foolishness in my head that ain't got no business being there than for me to be worried about your nonsense. Somebody ought to help me preach here. There's always going to be something going on that does not interest me. Because if it's not kingdom building, if it's not edifying, if it's not educational, if it's not going to broaden my horizons, if it's not going to make me a more ethical or stronger person, why crowd my head with stuff I'm going to have to adapt to? If Abram had a left lot in the first place, he never would have had to adapt to life without him. And somebody ought to help me testify. If I had left that fool alone, Come on, sister, help me preach right here. If I had left him at his mama's house, if I had left her where I found her at the club, come out from among them and be separated. I've said this to you over and over, and, and some of you got it, and some of you haven't gotten it. So let me say it again. Maybe you'll get it this time. Get comfortable in your own skin. Enjoy your own company. Go to lunch with yourself. Take yourself to the movies. Call your house phone on your cell phone. And tell yourself how good you're looking today. How glad you are to be you. Because nobody on the planet is a better you than you. God loved you enough to give you your own set of fingerprints. 
and you dishonor God when you can't stand being with yourself. You are made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, an overemphasis of that becomes sin. When you think you're the only person on the planet. And you, you have some mental issues when you, when you, when you get in that realm. But, but when it comes to us being in love with God and in love with ourselves and in love with our neighbor, then you don't have to adapt when those people walk out of your life. The separated life is a life to which you have to adapt. You have to get comfortable being a Christian. You can't be embarrassed being a Christian. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God under salvation to everyone that believes. I wish I had a witness here. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. Have I got a witness here? When you get comfortable being a Christian, you can talk like Paul. I've learned in whatsoever state I find myself in to be content. I know how to act when I'm up. I know how to act when I'm down. I know how to be in abundance. And I know how to act when I'm abased. In every and in all things, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I want you to look with me in the text. In verse number 18, after a lot is gone, God told him last week, and, and Abram said, whatever you take uh, and leave over, I'm going to take. If you go to the left, I'm going to go to the right. If you go to the right, I'm going to go to the left. But there's not going to be any confusion. There's not going to be any strife among us. Because we be brethren. Your herdsmen and my herdsmen are not going to have any quarrel. Whatever you don't want, I will take that. And when we left the word last week, Lot looked like he had the better hand. But God said, let him think that. Let him have the land. You got the promise. Let him take what he wants. And when he leaves, when you get away from him, and you never should have brought him in the first place, but when you separate from him... Then I'm going to renew the blessing with you. Now God had already made the promise in chapter 12, but Abram had to get rid of Lot. And when he got rid of Lot, God renewed the covenant. There's some things God has already promised you. But you've got to separate yourself from some stuff, from some people from some offices, from some organizations, from some time constraints, from some things that have nothing to do that edifies you in the body of Christ. When you separate from that, God is saying, now I know you thought you couldn't get along without that, 
But you thought that was a blessing. Wait till I give you what I've been having for you. Lot is gone. He has the land that he wanted. He puts a lawn chair on Main Street in a city that's about to go up in smoke. Because when you're worldly, you make bad choices. When you're worldly, when you, when you want what you want, despite what God wants for you, you make bad choices. Worse than not waiting on God is wishing you had waited later on. Let him have the land. Let him, let him go to Sodom and Gomorrah. I got his number. Something's going to happen to that city. Let him go. You let him have the land. I'm going to renew the promise. Watch this. When Lot is gone, God says to Abraham, now, here's what I want you to do. You see all this land? North, south, east, west. Pocket. And when you get tired walking, get up and walk some more. And then take a nap and get up and walk some more. And then eat and sleep and then walk some more. And whatever direction you walk in, however far you can walk, that's yours. Can I help somebody this morning? As much capacity as you have to receive it, God can pour it into your life. But you've got to walk it. Stop being afraid to claim prosperity. I'm not talking about a prosperity gospel. I'm talking about God wants to bless you but you've got to have the capacity to receive it. Um, you have to learn how to pray like, like Jabez. Um, enlarge my territory. Give me increase. Keep me from evil. Don't let anything harm me. Don't don't let anything get in my way. And then when you pray like that, you can start praying for your children. Lord, don't let my children get into any harm. Don't, don't let them get into something that they can't get themselves out of. Lord, cover them. Put a fence. Put a hedge around them. And God will hear and answer your prayer. But you've got to have the capacity to receive it. Stop letting folk make you apologize because you're being blessed. It's not my fault that you're silly with your money. It's not my fault that you buy everything you want and then got to beg for what you need. No, you made poor choices and you got to live by the choices you make. Talk back to me if you can. This, 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 this word is for somebody this morning 
Because God is very economical with words. Words are not in the Bible for no reason. Every word in the Bible is God breathes. It's inspired for a reason. Even the names of places in the Bible are in there to teach us about God's goodness. Abram set up a tent in Mamre that's in Hebron. He's in Mount Hebron at the Oaks of Mamre. Mamre, the name Mamre means fatness. The name Hebron means blessing. So Abram sets up a tent in a fat blessing. I'm trying to help somebody this morning. God got enough to give me fat blessing. I don't want no skinny blessing. I don't want any weak, poor, puny blessing. God got enough to give me fat blessing, but I got to pitch my tent in the right place. Some of us are suffering with skinny blessings because our tent is facing the wrong place. You're trying to please everybody. You're trying to make sure everybody likes you and make sure nobody mad with you and make sure everybody loves you. When God is blessing your life, get ready for this. They're going to hate you. Sometimes members of your own family. Have I got a witness here? Jesus said the servant is no greater than his master. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. And when God is blessing your life, you might as well determine that some folk you got to separate from because everybody don't want to see you fat and blessed. Now I'm not talking about weight fat. I'm talking about blessing fat. I'm talking about God just pouring stuff in on you that you got more money at the end of the month than you know what to do with. You feeling good when the doctors say, take this medicine and take that medicine and do this and do that. And you just trust in God with your health and you are doing better in your 60s than you did in your 30s. God will keep you looking good when you turn 80. That's fat blessing. That's, that's God giving you help and strength. When all your classmates at the doctor, you on the track. When all your friends complaining about high blood pressure, you come in the church giving God the praise. When everybody you know is broke, you say, that don't bother me. I've been young. Now I'm old. 
I've never seen the righteous forsake. No, his seed begging bread. I'm, I'm trying to leave it alone. We got to get to the Lord's supper. But but God is answering prayers of people who are in their grave. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody asked God to take care of you. Somebody asked God to make a way out of no way. And they've been gone now 30, 40 years. But here you are, fat and blessed. He will withhold no good thing from him that walks upright. You have to adapt. But his association was not in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what Lot chose. Lot chose Sodom and Gomorrah. Abram chose Mamre and Hebron. Lot chose because he looked with eyes of the world. When Abram chose, he put his spiritual eyes on. And if you're going to get what God has, you've got to come out of the world and think with a biblical worldview. His last word, and I'm through. I've got to save my little holler for 11 o'clock. Uh, we got to hurry up and get out of here so y'all can get to Sunday school and pay your tithe. This last thing I want you to see in the text. The last thing in the text. He pitched his tent in Mamre, which is at Hebron, and there, right there, he did what he should have been doing before he left. Abram does again that which has become his trademark. His trademark is everywhere he goes, he builds an altar. And not only does he build an altar, He's not only known for pitching tents and building altars. His trademark is wherever he goes, he worships. I'm through. I, I, I got I to leave it alone. What is your trademark? Are you known for just sitting in church and Sleeping while the sermon is going on. What's your trademark? Are you known for praying the same prayer over and over and over and over that we can pray it right along with you? What's your trademark? Are you known for being so mean that you put your purse right here and your, your umbrella right there and your Bible right here because you don't want nobody sitting by you? What's your trademark? 
Are you so ugly acting that when people see you coming, they say, oh, Lord. Is your trademark worship? Because they know if they sit with you, it's going to get noisy. Some of y'all's trademark is being quiet. But I thank God for those of you whose trademark is making noise. If you're going to get on this pew, it's going to be some racket. If you're going to sit with me, you might want to give me some space. Because after a while, he's going to start talking about Jesus. And I can't help myself. I said I wasn't going to tell nobody. But I can't keep it to myself. What the Lord has done for me. Somebody here has experienced a healing. Your trademark ought to be hallelujah. Somebody here was broke, but God made a way for you. Your trademark ought to be thank you Jesus. Somebody here had to raise your children by yourself, but God saw you through. Your trademark ought to be, thank you. I need a worshiper. I said, I need a worshiper who got an altar right where you're standing. I need a real worshiper who's not embarrassed to cry, not embarrassed to clap your hands. Not embarrassed to lift your voice. People sitting around you saying, I didn't know you act like that. You don't know my story. You don't know how many heartbreaks I've had. You don't know how many tears I've had to shed. You don't know how many prayers God has already answered. You don't know how many doors God has already opened. I know I don't look like much to you, but you should have seen me before God got his hands on me. Is there anybody here who can help me testify? Look at me. I'm a testimony. I didn't make it on my own. I'm not standing here all alone. It was Jesus who gave me this opportunity. Look at me. I'm a testimony. If the Lord healed your body, what's your trademark? If the Lord made a way for you, what's your trademark? If the Lord opened doors for you, what's your trademark? Why don't you tell somebody? Why don't you encourage somebody? You might not know what I've been through. I wish I had a witness here. Come on, look at somebody and use your preaching voice. Use your outside voice. I wish I had one or two more witnesses. 
tell him I don't look like what I've been through. I don't look like the divorce I've been through. I don't look like the financial trouble I've been through. I don't look like the sickness that I've been through. I don't look like the deaths that I've been through. But the Lord has made a way for me. If you know him and you're not ashamed to testify. If he kept you and you don't mind being a witness. If he brought you out and you don't care who's looking at you. Shake somebody's hand. Tell them you don't know. Like I know. You can't tell it. Like I can tell it. What the Lord. What the Lord. I know he's all I got a story to tell. Is that is that a witness here? I've got a story to tell. I'm not the only one here this morning who got a story to tell. Look how far God has brought you. Look how good God has been to you. Look how many doors God has opened for you. I need you to find a praise partner. Find a real shouter. Find a show enough worshiper. Why don't you grab somebody who look like they came to worship? Why don't you hug somebody who look like they came to praise God? Why don't you put your arms around somebody who look like they feel like shouting and tell them, look where God brought us from. Look where, look where, look where. I know he's all right. Y'all done, y'all done made me use up all my time. Y'all done made me use up all my little hollering I was saving. I was trying to save a little hollering for my next service. But this may be my last time. I may not get back up here again. So let me go on and testify. It's coming up on some years now that the doctors at MD Anderson said I wouldn't live two hours. But here I am in Lily Grove Baptist Church saying, can't nobody do me like Jesus and then they said if he lives you got to put him in a nursing home he'll be a vegetable the rest of his life but here I am clothed and in my right mind God is able I said God is able why don't you hug somebody 
tell him whatever you're going through, this too will pass. This too, this too, this too. I know he's alright. Let your enemies think they're getting the best of you. Let them think that they got the upper hand. You just, just God said, let them go. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Don't be envious against the workers of iniquity. They shall soon be cut off like grass. They shall wither like the green earth. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, just before they got to me, God clipped them. They stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Here it is. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. They see me, but they can't get to me. They know where I am, but they can't mess with me. Because no weapon sown against me shall be able to prosper.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah. We will, God will show more if we slow down. He will show more to us if we, his people, would slow down. It's like we're running a race, and we are, because the scripture said the race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but the one, again this morning, that endures to the end. And many times it's like we're running a race to get all we can get from God. Uh, We're running a race so that I got this and I got that and I'm working on this and I'm headed up to that. And no patience. Yeah, no patience. We're running to get more, to try and have more. But we got to have patience and slow down so we can know our relationship with Almighty God and work unto him for his people. We're working for the good, we're working for the bad, and we're working for the ugly. That means we're working for the saved and unsaved. We, we're working for those that have been converted. We're working for those who have never said, I receive him as my Lord and Savior. We're not tuned into the work. We're not tuned into what God would be pleased with. We're tuned into what we want and what we think we're going to get. We're going to earn something. We're going to have something. I've never seen so many people wanting to be just alike. Everybody want to have something just alike. Earlier we talked about back in the day when people couldn't read and write. During these times, people would knock on your door, your neighbor, and say, "Uh, do you have two eggs I can borrow? Sometimes they would send the children over there, go tell Miss Jones I'm baking a cake and I need three eggs. Ask her if she got three. We don't do that anymore. The world changed us. I'm talking about the believer. I'm talking about the people God. It changed us. To not ask the neighbor for nothing because we're so afraid of what people are going to say about us. When they talked about Jesus, what they're going to do about you? Who are you that God is even mindful of you today? That almighty God is mindful of you. He remember you. Who are you today? So how is it you, we thinking that people won't talk about us? In your best splendor, in your best moment, doing the greatest you can do, they are going to talk negatively about you. Take my word for it. Somebody's going to say, well, you know, she really preached that sermon, honey. Oh, she brought that word today, but girl, couldn't she have done something better for her hair? Listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. Now, they never said that to you, but they said it to the one who said how well you did. No matter what you do, they try to bring you down. So no need in me trying to please man. I'm trying to please God. Because all my righteousness yet before God is that filthy rag. I come from a sinful nature. And seeing that my mother conceived me. My flesh like to be pleased. I like to be entertained. Every now and then the flesh will come and say something crazy to you. 
oh, you know, you graduated in 2010, you got this degree, you did your debt. What in the foolishness? That's paper. And it come from man's world. But then right after that, the spirit of God is going to talk to me. And remind me that he saved me back in 1993. He's going to remind me what he did for me on the side of the bed, my, my, my prayer closet. He's going to remind me that it was days I didn't know which way to go, and he told me to stand still. All I could do was stand still, and he came. I got to see his salvation. This type of stuff. We don't forget where we come from. Back in the day, the older people used to say, you're too big for your britches. <laughs> I love the sound. You're too big for your britches. Come here, let me take them up a little bit. And sometimes a grandmama would sit down and break it down to you. She wouldn't spank you or nothing. Break it down to you so you could understand better. All that kind of thing. But today, they just let the children run wild. I don't know if it's in the mothers or what. Or if this is what the mothers wanted to do and didn't get a chance to do. I don't know what. But you let your daughter be on Facebook licking her tongue out and Showing her hat. I, I, I am like, my goodness, do these people know what's out here in the world? Do they even care about their babies? No. What happened is they done been through some trauma. And they fighting with the children who going to be the biggest victim. I'm telling you the truth. That's what I see. Little girls are supposed to be seen and not heard. But they think it's so cute when they do all of this stuff and say all of these things. And then right about 14, she tell you something in your face that you don't want to hear. Now you want to fight her like another woman in the streets. But when you had the opportunity to straighten it, you wouldn't do it. Because we got to train up children in the way that they should go. When they get old, they won't depart from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you something. If you treat your parents wrong and your parents are right, your days won't be long. You're going to shorten your days. You're going to make it to 60. You, you, you won't even make it to 50. I'm telling you because you're going against God. We're running too fast. We need to slow down. I'm talking to the believer this morning. Slow your house down. Slow your children down. Stop just accepting the grandchildren's foolishness because they're your grand. I love them. Love is what love does. If I love you, I'm going to straighten you out. I'm not going to continue to let you be crooked. When a wife walk up to her husband and she see his tie twisted, she automatically begins to straighten his tie up so he's not looking crooked. Same thing with our children and grandchildren. But some of us, we're afraid of these people. And if I'm afraid of you, I don't want you around me. I need you to go on. And I'll pray for you. God bless you, baby. But today, I can't be partaker of the devil and his tricks. And we're part of that a lot of times, and we're making excuses for it. We're telling God what it's going to be and what it's not going to be. 
and he already told you what it was and what it is, it's going to come out to be exactly what he said. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you try. You can go ahead and turn your face to the wall, but if he said this is what it is, that's what it is. Yeah. So we need to go back and take a look. It's like people are not human anymore. We got big gaps between us. Everybody want to be an entertainer. Everybody want to be entertained. Money, 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 the this and the that. And listen, I don't know why people think going to prestigious restaurants and all this stuff is so great when the place is filthy. You're sitting up in a five-star restaurant with rats running up under the sink in the kitchen. You sitting up in a five-star restaurant think you're doing it so big and you're so elegant and you got it like this and you can afford it and da-da-da-da-da. And the people in there cooking your food haven't had a shower in three days. I'm just telling you how I, I'm, I'm telling you what's real this morning. I cook at home. I know what's in the food. I know who cooked the food. I know the last time she had a shower and washed her hair. I know all of this. I don't have to second guess that, and the food is good. Made with love. We want to be in this spotlight. We want to be a part of that. You never know what's going on behind the scenes. You're looking at the front. You're paying no attention to the back end. And you out bragging about it and just don't know what you're bragging about. I'm just telling you the truth again this morning. When the people of God slow down so God can show you. They seek behind prophets and we call them seers. They seek behind these people because they're moving too fast. If you slow down, God will talk to you. He would give you a word. And so many people love a word from God. I love the word. He blessed me with a word. I thank him for it. But the word, I'm going to have that when I have nothing else. That word going to be there when the prophet going on back to New York with all my money. That word going to be there when the prophet going back to Chicago with all my money. That word going to be there when the preacher going back to Atlanta with all my money. You hear me? The word. All 66 books. And if I get in that word, it's going to do what it said it would do. But I got to have some patience. I got to talk to God about some things. And the best way to get these things worked out is to talk to him about what he said. And sometimes he'll tell you how soon he's going to get it, how soon he's going to do it. When I went to him about the house, he said, I heard you the first time. I just need you to wait. He didn't give me a date right then. I was just too happy to know he heard me the first time and he was doing it. And a little while he come back and he told me how, how soon he was doing it. Then he come back again and when he came back I was moving in here. Y'all hear me? But we have no patience. We're running for stuff and things, and we're not running for Jesus. We're running for stuff and things, but we're not running to obey his will. We think we're running to obey ours, and we think God going to give us something because we're running. No, he's going to give you something when you 
stop and obey him and listen to him. Pay attention when he shows you more. He want to show us some things. He want to take us back to the old path and let us take a look around and come back up and become his people again. Because we lost our way. In the church, we've lost our way. We don't forgot how to be good stewards. We don't forgot how to love one another. We don't forgot how to look after the sick. We don't forgot that the widow need help. We don't forgot that children don't have parents. Little girls need to have done. Little girls need a, 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 a good godly woman to talk to. We don't forgot all of this. We get, we let the state do it. We let the government do it. Put them in foster care. Put them on medication. Do this, do that. I'm too busy. I'm trying to get hooked up with T.D. Gates. I'm trying to get hooked up with Tyler Perry. I'm trying to go over here where Juanita Bynum at. I'm trying to make it to the Joyce Meyer Conference. We too busy. We too busy. We too busy. We too busy. The race is not given to the swift, not a strong, but the one that endures to the end. All of that, after a while, you're going to be out of gas. All of that, after a while, you're going to be tired. And you may not finish the race because you drop out. Because the money you thought you was going to get from your conference didn't show up. The people you thought you were going to have a connection with through paying and this and that, it didn't happen. Now what you going to do? The lady gave us statistics of how many pastors quit. Pastors. And she said they didn't quit because of the word and this and that. They quit because of the people, the burden. Well, you took God's job. That's what you did. So you wasn't doing your job. You was trying to do God's job. And we can't do his job. If we could, we wouldn't need it. Yeah, I don't want to do his job. I want to do mine and let God be God. When something comes to me that I can't handle and the person can't handle, it's not going to be me and them. It's going to be them and God, and I'm on the sideline praying for them because I can't do nothing to help them but pray. We done forgot. We done forgot. We done forgot. We done forgot. Slow down so God can show us the way back to him. Now, stop following this television stuff and all of this. Fake, 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 fake. They're telling you they're doing one thing when behind the scene another is going on. Money is a motivating factor, a big one. Nobody care about you and your grandbabies. Nobody care that your son got time. He's locked up. They're about to lock him up. Nobody care about what your daughter is going through with her children. The man beat her brain almost out. Nobody care about that. That The motivating factor is money. Now, if she got a bunch of money she can give them, they might look at her and say, oh, we'll pray for you, baby. But they're not going to be involved long with her unless she can come up with some more money. I'm talking about these folks who say they got Jesus and they lead people to the Lord and God is and the conference and the books. And that's what I'm telling you about this. How many of them people you can put your hands on today? Talk to them to somebody. What number can you call and get the direct person? And they take their time and they really minister to you. Where are those folks? 
They got people in place to talk to you. They done trained them how to say stuff to keep you away from them. And you ain't getting no money out of them. I wish you would. Which one of them giving some money? Where they at? I need to talk to them. Because I'm going to really pray for them. I'm going to really ask God to bless them because they're giving money to folks. They help people. Slow down so you can hear from God. Slow down so God can show you what's going on. And stop all of this, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. That's all you know, I won't. But when God do this, but when God do that, he may not do it. Yeah. He may not do it like you want him to do it because your ways are not his ways and your thoughts are not his thoughts. And if he did it for you, you're not about to bless nobody. You you can't even remember people when he blessed you. Sometimes you can't even remember the church, the church that's been there for you, the pastor that's been praying for you for years. Some folks in the church hit the lottery. They play lottery now. They they gamble. And they they win that money and they forget. The main one that was there for them. Well, Pastor, my baby don't have no diapers. Well, well Pastor, we ain't even got a marshal of bread. And the pastor going over there doing what she can or he can. And when it comes time to being a blessing back, you know where to be found. I've had this happen so many times, it's ridiculous. But I never looked at it like that anyway. I wasn't into that. I was so glad that God would use me as a vessel, honey. I was happy to do it. Yeah. But we need to go back to the good old way. Yeah, we need to get on our knees and pray. We used to go to church on Sunday and stay all day. We need to go back. We need to go back to the good old way. We come out. Then the world changes. Somebody don't take God all day. We get a couple of hours from our church and we go home. It may take them to go five hours to get some, some stuff worked out in there, but you want to go in two hours so the people leave like they come or worse than they came. We don't have nothing for God but what he can give for us. We're users, and then we tell them that we love him. You don't use what you love. I love my children. I'm not going to use my children. I love my grandchildren. I'm not just going to use them. I love Almighty God. I don't want to just use him. But I do want him to use me in his service and be a blessing unto his people. So we need to slow down so God can show us something. And we can make sure we got this relationship with him. We, we make sure we we in the boat with him. Because again, this morning, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. In the end, you'll be destroyed, and you thought you was on the right track. But your eyes weren't on God. Your eyes was on everything else but him. Hey, glory to you, his majesty. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, we want to be more modern. We want to show the world that, you know, we're hip, we're up to date, we're the church of tomorrow, uh, we're the new wave, we're the new age church. He said, go back to that old path and take a look around. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. 
we too busy being the world. That's why the world is not really coming in the church unto God because they feel like this. Well, if I can stay out here and do what they're doing in there, what's the point? And I'm with them when they write. The pastor wife looking like uh, Lil' Kim. The deacon wife looking like Wendy Mom. Beyonce somebody. What 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 should I do? I'm out here looking like oh I wanna go in there and get that. I already got it. I ain't got to go there and learn for fashion. Fashion out here in the street. I may as well stay out here. They teaching them uh, you can even smoke weed and it's all right. He said be of a sober mind. Now that's what he said. He said, be sober. He said, be high. He said, be drunk. Another thing he said about all of it, come out from among them and be separated. I'll be your God and you'll be my people. But you got to separate yourself from the world. You got to separate yourself from things that folks are doing against God. That's not glorifying him. That's not lifting him up. That's not showing that he's the true and living God and holy is he. And he's not going to be no other way but clean and holy, spotless, and told us to be holy because he's holy. And he told us this, without holiness, no man should see God. Without living right the best that we can, walking upright before him, keeping these vessels clean. We're not doing just any and every old thing because it's available and there is forgiveness. No ma'am and no sir. We said it this morning. Back in the day when man was sin, God would wink, but today he commands everybody to repent. You're not getting away with nothing. I know you think you are, and I know you think God understands. He knows your heart, and that's the problem. He knows the very intent of your heart. He knows every thought. He knows every motive behind every thought. We've got to shake ourselves and wake up, saints. We sleeping on the job. We just we just sleeping everywhere. We, we all outside on the bench on the bus stop sleeping. The world just going by. God wants us to wake up and wake up to a work unto Him. And look, when you start to wake up to a work unto Him, your life gonna wake up, your house gonna wake up, your family gonna wake up, your money gonna wake up, everything about you gonna wake up. Because he wants us to be in good health and prosper, listen, and prosper even as our soul prospers. As we grow in him, he wants us to be blessed because we know what to do with blessings. But if you don't know what to do with blessings, why would he bless you and you're just going to squander it? You'll even be around there casting your pearls to swine. Women will be helping men that's not going to do nothing. He's not going to stand up and be a man. He's not going to take care of nothing. No, no, no. He don't even like you. He like what you can do for him. He like the fact that you worked hard and you got a place to live. You stay when you got food, this and that. He come in on that so he can enjoy not bringing nothing to the table but some words of foolishness. I'm talking to the Christian women this morning. I'm talking to those women that say, hallelujah, I'm saved. Yeah, I'm talking to you. 
You say you're the believer. Let's let's get in the word. Let's see where you're at. God is playing no jokes in this hour. Back again, back in the day when he saw you sin, he would wink at you. 2023, he commanded everybody to repentance. Everybody. They think the Pope's up, he got to repent. They think the bishop's up, he got to repent. They think the apostle's up, he got to repent. They think the pastor's up, he got to repent. The evangelist, repent. Deacon, repent. Minister, repent. Everybody. And we got to get it right with God. That was a song, a little song that used to sing way back in the day. Get right with God and do it now. Get right with God. He's willing to show you how. Right down at the cross where Jesus shed his blood. Get right, get right, get right with God. We want to play church. We want to play like we into him. Look here. The proof is in the pudding. We're going to know you by the fruit you bear. See, I'm knowing people by the way that they behave. I'm knowing people by the way that they talk and the things that they do, the true things that they do. You can tell me anything you want, and I repeat what you say. I'm a preacher. I'm a, I repeat that. But I hear what you say, but I'm looking at what you're doing, and then what you're saying and what you're doing are two different things. I know better. So does God, because that's what he does. He hear what we say, but he's looking at what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't like the truth. We try to make excuses for it, but, 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 and this, this, going on with it. See what your end be like. Run on with that now and see what your end is like. Yeah. Again this morning, again this morning, there's a way that seemed right for a man, to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Many of us, we honor God with our lips, but our heart is far from it. Oh, we're talking about him up a stump, but we're not living holy. We're talking about him up under the, up, up a stump, but we're not obeying his word fully. Help us this morning, Father. Help us to come to you wholeheartedly with everything that we got, God. Help us to go back to the old path and take a look around. No matter how young we are, there's an old path for us to follow to you. Help us this morning to be holy because you're holy. We need you today, Lord Jesus, like never before. Many of us are locked up in our own minds and we can't be set free because we're holding on to things we shouldn't. Fix us this morning. Give us a heart and mind to be set free, that we want to come to you and come to you and allow you to set us free and go through the things we got to go through to be set free. Strengthen us today in the name of Jesus, that God will be your people. We'll be the ones you're coming back looking for with our spot of rankle. Because along this way, we prayed the spots out. Lord, we've, we've gotten the, the, the spots and the stripes and everything out of us because you was there. You did it through us. We allowed you to do it. We obeyed you, God. And you was able to deliver us. Now we can say we are one of the redeemed. We are truly your people. And, Lord, when you come back, we want to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. But to whom much is given, much is required. And you gave us salvation. You gave us a way to be holy. You gave us your spirit. You gave us your word. You gave us faith and trust in you. 
And Lord, now it's time to put those things to work. Let the tools that you gave us and the word and prayer do the work for us. In the name of Jesus, stir up the gifts in us that God will come to you from a sincere heart and not from lip service. Move the day for your people in the name of Jesus. In this year of 2023, Lord, there's some things coming and you want to bless your people. But many can't hear. Their ears are closed to the truth. They think they got it their way. They think they know it their way. And it's the way they believe. But again, this morning, Father, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is destruction. Help us all today. In the precious name of Jesus, bless our families, bless our friends, near and far. Father, open spiritual doors that we'll grow more in you, that we'll seek you more. We'll turn from our wicked ways. Help us today, oh God. Lord, time out for stuff and things. You've given us enough stuff and enough things. It's time to walk up holy. It's time to walk up spiritually before you daily. With our eyes open, seeking to work in the vineyard. Because the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. And we know that you're able to send more labors. But, Father, we ask that you would remember the labor that you called or chose us for, or called and chose us for. And, God, we'll get about your business, about the Father's business. Help us to go back and help somebody and not talk about what they don't have and how this happened. And let us just go to work. Let us just go to help, oh, God. Not grumbling, complaining, mama. Not talk about people and judge people, but talk about ourselves and judge ourselves. Take self-inventory daily, oh God. Help us this morning to be the real people of God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for hearing this prayer. We thank you, Lord, for answering us. We're looking to do better. Help us to delight ourselves in you because we want to keep our mind on you. Hallelujah. Help us to seek you with our whole heart, not for stuff and things, but asking, Lord, what would you have me to do? Lord, what would you have me to do? God, show me how to do it. Let the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, show me and teach me, God. And Lord, give me a heart that when I hear what the Spirit saying to me, the church, I will obey. In the name of Jesus, move by your Spirit today, Father. For these your people, in the name of Jesus, we're asking it all. And bless the segment of Jesus in the morning, widows, bereaved families, those that are sick, incarcerated, God, Israel, Jerusalem, preachers preaching and intercessory prayer people, the military, oh God, have mercy this morning. Our brothers and sisters overseas, American leadership, have mercy this morning on us all, oh God. Lord, this for all over the world, believers, help today in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. Father, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The songwriter said, I got a feeling everything is going to be all right because it's the first of the year. We are still in the month of January. One month into this new year and in 18 days. And God come in the beginning, he come bringing reminders to us. But I, I, 
and we need to go further with the reminders. We need to go back and look at those reminders and go deeper to find out, Lord, what more can I do? Because I want to be reminded daily that you are, hallelujah, and that you are rewarder of them that diligently seek you. See, I'm going to tell you something. When we stop diligently seeking God, the proof is in the pudding. It show up. But as long as we diligently seeking him, He's rewarding us. Things that come to your mind that you haven't thought of in years. People will come to your mind that you haven't thought of in years. Things that you can do. I like to cook, so cooking and food is always, you know, the thing I'm talking about. But listen, there are those who can decorate. There are those who can make gift baskets. Oh, so many different things. There are those who can make paper flowers and different things. Do that and be a blessing to somebody. And stop looking for money for everything. Because that's all you're going to get is some money. But if you do it from a sincere heart, you'll get money. You'll get other uncommon blessings that you wasn't expecting. You'll get uncommon favor and uncommon miracles. Oh, yes, ma'am, you will. Yes, sir, you will. Because you did it for somebody from your heart. And you did it as unto the Lord. And you didn't do it looking for money. I know on the internet, all you see, Facebook and all this, uh, uh, Instagram and what these other places, Cool Cat and where is that? What is that? TikTok and all you see is these people making money. Oh, they're making money and they're talking about how you can come to the conference uh, 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 call, Zoom call or whatever and learn how to make some of this money. Let me tell you something. I'm going to plant me some seeds. Y'all hear what I say? I'm going to plant unto the work of the Lord. I'm going to plant so that the gospel can be spread. I'm going to work so I can have money to give to that, to plant. And God is going to do the rest. The race is not given to the swift again this morning, not as strong, but those that endure unto the end. I don't want to be rich. I don't. I, I, I'm not for me. I want to be rich to be a blessing to others, but I don't want to be rich for me. I've got a mansion just over the hill. I got a spot in heaven. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. See, I got somewhere to be, and it didn't require me to make a million or, or ten million to get there. All I had to do was obey. All I had to do was seek. All I had to do was be willing. All I had to do was stay on the old path. Keep going back taking a look around. All I had to do was let my lips and my heart line up together. So I'm not chasing what most people chase in this life. Yeah, some days I feel like I'm not even here. Yeah, that's something true because of what I see. And I know that's not God. I was talking to someone yesterday about reality. And she was telling me about, oh, well, you like what you like, and the trends today and the people today like what they like. Now, I'm talking about reality. I'm talking about the trends. We're going to have trends. Trends been here ever since I was a little girl. Yeah. They had designer clothes and all that ever since I was a little girl, and I'm almost 66 next month. Mm-hmm. All over there on the 27th of February. 
I'm telling not the reality of things because I told her, I said, listen, I've never known black women to have hair like this. I've only known white women to have hair like this. But we wanted what they had, so we followed them. Oh, baby, she got upset like this kind of hair grow out of black women here. It does not. And a black woman, you basically see that when she got it from the hair store. And that's reality. That's real there. I've, I've never seen so many black women with blonde hair, and they wasn't born with it. They bought it. And she didn't appreciate me saying the truth about that. She wanted me to act as if it's the trend and just accept the trend and go on. And if I don't like the trend, just don't say nothing about it. No, I'm going to say what I want. I'm talking about reality. Because you bought the trend, it wasn't natural. You got it out the half store. That didn't grow out of your head. You don't have blonde hair and you don't have straight hair. You bought straight weave or straight wig. And they fix it up to make it look like your hair. But that's not your natural hair that come out your head. I'm sorry. Wish I could do something for you, but I can't. Because it is what it is. And when I said, uh, you know, the people that do this with the weave and stuff, they follow what the white women had. Oh, boy, she, she, she really didn't like that. But I could care less. It's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, I have coily hair, not, not curly, but coily. My hair have a lot of coils. If you put water on it, even you'll see the coils come in. If you put uh, coiling cream in it, you'll see it coil up real tight. That's my natural pattern. I'm a black woman. If you sprinkle some water on my hair, it's going to shrink. That's just the pattern of my hair. It, it is what it is. That's reality. That's who I am. And I'm not ashamed of who I am and what God made me and gave me. I'm dark-skinned because he made me dark. And I appreciate this skin. And you have often, I'm sure, heard people say black don't crack. A lot of times we don't look as old as we are because of the dark skin. What's in it? What they call it, melanin or something, something, melatonin, something they call it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just sharing a few things this morning. And I get tickled about certain stuff because people get mad about it. I don't get mad about it. It's the truth. It's reality. Do you want to face reality or not? Yeah, I want to live in the real time. I don't want to be tricked and, and, and faked out and... I'm thinking it's this when it's that. No, nah, I don't want any of that. Keep that over there. Let me have the truth, the whole truth, as Pastor Howell say, and nothing but the truth. Yeah, that's what I want. And I want to be real in this world. And a lot of people come my way because I'm real. I'm down to earth. I'm straight up. I'm not bringing it from the university. I'm not bringing it from the world standpoint. No, I'm bringing it from reality. I'm bringing it from the truth what God is pleased with. Yeah. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. There's some truth I didn't I, I didn't want to take. There's some truth I didn't want to accept that. Well, I don't want to hear that, but guess what? It was what it was. It's the truth. You can't run from the Bible. It's right there. 
So I had to accept the truth and keep it moving. Hallelujah. Listen, intercessors, I'm going to need y'all to pray for us. Uh, pray for Jesus in the morning. I have a man come, and he wants to put this in a radio station, in a live radio building, and uh, not do blog talk. And I'm looking at some things, but I have been doing this in August. I think it'll be 13 years straight. And I don't want to lose nothing. I don't want to give up nothing. And God gave the, the format and everything to me, and I refused. I wanted to change. I can't change it. It's what he gave me, and I'm going to stay with what he gave me. And uh, y'all just pray for me. We're going to probably meet in a couple of days, maybe by Friday, to see, you know, what we can work out. If we can't work out nothing, I'm letting it go because I'm not willing to put nothing in jeopardy. This ministry, this work unto God, I'm not willing to put that nowhere but in God's hand. Hallelujah. So, y'all, I'm asking you to pray with me. And listen, if anyone have $9, don't forget to send me your $9. Uh, you can send it through Cash App at Money Sign, cap, the, the big C, A-S-H, the big N-N-O-W, 1727. Money Sign, Cash Now, 1727. And I send you $9, and I'm going to get it on over there uh, for the envelopes, and uh, three envelopes. So we thank God this morning. He knows what's best. Uh, Dr. Amanda, I think they're having her funeral on the 20th of this month over in Orlando. I'm going to bring that and let you know. So those that are in the Orlando area who want to attend, you'll be able to do so. I wish I could go, but I can't. So. Um, yeah, we just pray for her family and uh, keep them lifted up. And our best friend, Baby Kay, we keep her lifted up in prayer as well. And uh, we know that God makes no mistakes. He know what he's doing. And we just have to trust him. But, uh, yeah, I want to bring that on over. Somebody asked me about that chicken casserole. I knew it. I knew it. It is so good, ladies and gents. Wait a minute. I put it somewhere here and I can give some information because it's good to have people uh, planned in time. So that is uh, the celebration of her life service is January 21st, 2023 at 11 a.m. And this is at Orlando West Ministries, 3005 North Powers Avenue in Orlando, Florida, 32818. So if you'd like to attend her celebration of life service, uh, then you want to adhere, adhere to this. I believe they're having the uh, memorial. Oh, wait a minute. I'm messing up. The memorial service is January 20, 2023, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then the celebration of life service is January 21st, 2023 at 11 a.m. Orlando West Ministries, 3005 North Powers Drive, Orlando, Florida, 32818. So I thought I'd give that information out so that if anyone in the Orlando area wants to attend, you got the information. Dr. Amanda, yeah, I remember her. Uh, she helped me in the money club and all of that, and I'll never forget her. So 
we thank God and we're praying for her family. And she's got a son, so we're praying for him and uh, her best friends and people who know knew her. Yeah, we keep it, them lifted in prayer. Listen, the studio is open. If anyone has something quickly they would like to say, please feel free to come in and uh, share with us this morning. We have some time. And uh, you may want to remind us of something from back in the day that God required us to do that we're not doing anymore. Uh, you may want to share with us that uh, I have a testimony. He did it for me. He brought me out. Whatever the case may be this morning, feel free to press that number one and uh, come in. And uh, we're going to uh, one more song of the morning. And when we come back, if no one have anything they would like to say, I will pray us out today. God bless everyone in the in the call in today in the studio. I thank God for each of these numbers. I see some of them I hadn't I've seen in a little while. And uh, I thank God for the numbers that I see. I thank God for that 727-209. God bless you this morning. Hey, Sister Mari, 520, God bless you. And I'm a God baby, Laura. Laura, thank you so much, Sugarfoot. God mama really love you. God mama love you, baby. Yeah, I see some numbers I don't, you know, regularly see. And so I'm just grateful unto Almighty God. Okay, Brother Anthony, good morning. God bless you, sir. How are you? Bless you. Good morning. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, everybody. Before I want to give God thanks for life, and strength, keeping my right mind, allowing me to see another day never seen before. I thank you for the activity of my limbs, and I just thank him for where he brought me from, where he's taking me at. Uh, just thank God for, you know, just him and what he's doing in me. You know, I just I ask that y'all just continue. All right, we didn't, hear, we didn't hear that last part. You said you just asked us to continue, and you went out. Continue to pray for me. Okay. I'm praying the Lord. You know, yeah. I'm here, I'm there. The service might go out, and every time I get to this area, it'd be about time for you, you know, to ask, you know, if anyone might want to speak. But I just wanted to say that before. Uh, so God bless everybody. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. I got you, Brother Anthony. Brother Lewis say, hey, Brother Anthony. So we, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we got you. We got you in prayer. And, uh, Soon, soon, there's some changes coming. We'll talk about it later on. But anyway, God is faithful to his people, and we want to be faithful unto him. Because if we're faithful unto him, he'll give us a crown of life that will never fade away. I'm going to this one, and when we come back...
anytime we're going through anything, a little fear may come up because he didn't give us fear. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. But sometimes things we're not uh, familiar with or coming with come up. It may put a little fear and we may have to uh, be a part of something, sickness, illness, whatever. But there's always an angel in the room. God will send somebody to comfort us while we are going through. All that thing blessed me. When it's not time to leave here, he may let the angels bring me on over. He may send my dad back to bring me on over. He may send my mom, my cousin, my sister to bring so that I'll be comfortable all the way. Oh, my goodness. He's that kind of God. And he's on our side today in spite of us. Looking beyond fault and yet meeting our needs. We can cast our cares upon him because he careth for us. He said, we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus that loves us. We can look to the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord. He made the heavens and the earth. Look at all that he gave us. What, we, what are we going to do with it? Are you just going to let it sit there in the pile, or are we going to use that? Uh, because it would bless us throughout every day. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this day for all that has been said and done. Thank you for your word this morning. For again, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, oh God, that word is settled in heaven. And as we depart this morning, we ask that. Father, you would sanctify us through thy truth, for thy word is true. Set us aside because of your truth, God. That, Lord, we can talk of your wondrous works, make known your deeds among the people. As we depart this morning, bless our going out. Father, bless our coming in. Continue to meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, we ask that you would bless bereaved families today. Oh, have mercy, oh God. Strengthen them in their hour in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Bring us back safe tomorrow. That, Lord, we'll get another episode in for you. And we ask it all today in Jesus' name. Father, another thing, Father, those that are standing in the need of finances, Lord, I ask that you would open the financial doors unto them today. Lord, send uncommon blessings in finances their way in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah. We ask it all this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus. Give someone something of quality. God loves the cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I seek the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. January 18, 2023. In Jesus' name. Just want to say good morning, Dr. Goodman, Sister Jerry, Sister Irene, uh, Sion, <laughs> Sister Andrea Stenner, Sister Rita, uh, Don, good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, Pastor David, Sister Mari. Good morning to you, Laura. God bless you. There were a few more. I didn't see my 708 today. But God bless you. And hopefully tomorrow we'll do roll call so we can speak to everybody. 
But y'all keep us lifted up in prayer. And uh, we thank it on some things, and we want to see how God is going to move in this. So have a blessed day, a blessed day. And our last song of the morning, uh, let's go with this one. Yeah, put your hands together right now. Listen, I don't know where you're listening to this at. Maybe in your car, or you're at the crib. Maybe at the mall, the country club, maybe in the hospital. You could even be on lockdown. But I dare you to get this in your spirit. Speak to your situation and say, I will Freddie P, can you let him know something? I will bless his holy name Whether in good times, sorrow, sunshine, or in rain Everything in me will find a reason To bless his name, yeah, yeah Yeah